Greetings, everyone. Welcome once again to worship. As we gather to worship the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. We gather from all around the world, and so we praise God for opening up new ways for us to reach the people and make disciples of Jesus Christ. I am the Reverend Dr. Lydia Waters, the senior pastor of Pacoima First United Methodist Church in the beautiful city of Pacoima, California. Looking around the sanctuary, I see God's people, and I ask that we all gather together near and far. And now that we have gathered in worship, we're going to pray and sing praises to the Lord. Under the leadership of our minister of music, Sister Hope Carr, accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr, we invite them now to lead us in Everybody. How many know that we serve a mighty God? What a mighty God we serve. Come on and bless the Lord with us this morning.
oh, that you would allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, for you, you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray it. Let the church say amen. If you're by yourself or if you have other people with you today, or if you're in the sanctuary like many people are today, won't you smile at somebody? Or just smile if there's nobody but you because a smile on your face changes the whole atmosphere. The sermon topic for today is I can only imagine. I can only imagine. This is a day and time, my beloved, when people are asking lots of questions because lots of questions ought to be asked. With all of the things happening in the world today, God is making it plain and God is making it clear that he is still in control. And so in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus tells of, of some men who were waiting for their master to return. And we understand that these men are representative of the disciples of Jesus. And, and, and we know that the master who is returning is a symbol of Jesus Christ himself. So Jesus tells a story of a message to us, his followers, concerning the attitude, attitude and the state of mind, the state, the state of mind we ought to have as we wait for Jesus to return. Oh, we ought to be excited about it. I, I can only imagine. And so Jesus tells a story as a message to us, his followers, uh, concerning the attitude and the state of mind that we should have as we wait for Jesus. Because the Bible teaches us that Jesus is coming back again just like he said he would. So the question for us today is this. Are we getting ready are we getting ready for Jesus to return? How many times do you think about it? It ought to be something we think about every day. We are, I'm getting ready, Lord. Help me, Lord. With so much death in our world today, you know, people ask me, people say, Pastor, what can we do? This is just getting to be too much. You know, we locked in. People dying all over the world. Disease. I mean, how much can we take? And my answer is this. We must be ready when he comes. We gotta be 
ready when he comes. Oh, beloved, the Bible prepares us for all things. And this lesson will just give us some practical things that we need to be engaged in, we need to be doing to just get ready to see Jesus. Because, because the attitude that Jesus wants us to have is just a different attitude from the world. Somebody say amen. You know, the world wants to fill us with fear about the coming of Jesus, about the fact that we must all die. And the reality of heaven and hell, the world just wants us to, to not even think about those things. They lie about those things. They don't even want to talk. The world is just ignorant and biblically illiterate about Christian living. Even some have been involved with Christianity all their lives and they live in doubt and fear today. Doubt and fear. And then we can't live like that when it comes to the return of Jesus. We can't live in doubt and fear even when it comes to death. Because God did not give us a spirit of fear the devil is a liar, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Glory to God. Oh, but the word of God teaches us to have an expectant and faithful attitude while waiting for Jesus to come. We ought to be expecting Jesus to come. You know how you fix up your house when you got company coming? We ought to be getting ready. Getting ready for Jesus to, to come. Our attitude should be so faithful and expecting that, that, that we don't have time to be worried about trivial things of the world. We need to be busy, child of God. We're busy. And we excited about getting ready for our Lord to come and take us home with him. Glory to God. Can I get a glory? Tell somebody that I want to be ready. So, beloved, beloved, let's look further at this lesson beneath the surface of the story and, and understand that throughout the word of God, in my studies it says at least 100 times in the word of God, Old and New Testament, Jesus and God talk about two kinds of people, two kinds of Christians. The ones awake and the ones sleeping. Romans 13, 11 says, and that knowing the time that now it's high time to wake up out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than we could ever believe. Oh, Luke 21, 36 says, but stay awake all the time. Stay awake praying that you may have strength to escape all those things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Jesus makes a statement. Oh, yes, he does throughout the Bible. About two types of Christians, namely, I just said, what are they? Those who are awake until Jesus comes again. And those who are asleep. Now, some of you in the Lord's house this morning and watching virtually are awake. And some of you are asleep. Oh, yeah. 
Your eyes are open, but you sleep. Some of you will have your eyes closed, so we know you sleep. Oh, you want us to think you're thinking? No, boo. <laughs> boo, you sleep. Uh, let me tell you something about those who sleep and those. Uh, let, me, let me just tell you about that. And, and this is how, how we can tell when somebody is awake or somebody is, is sleeping. You see, for those of you who are awake, there is a sense of expectancy and urgency and emergency today. Today in particular. But all that's going on in particular, we ought to be urgently expecting God to do something that we've never seen done before. We ought to have an urgency today about the coming of the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Oh, wait, people. You see what's happening all over you, and you know that all of the evil things, the poverty, the hate, the disobedience, the playing with God. They were just playing with God today that you see. You see it because you awake. Ah, oh, but we must know that this can't continue for much longer now. You read the word, God ain't gonna put up with this for much longer. Somebody help me up in here. So, you know, so, so you getting ready. You, you getting, you getting ready. You're moving to a new open spiritual portal. There is no stand like it is. There is no being like it was. This is a new day. It's a new day. A spiritual reality is here. Signs and wonders. You, you preparing yourself in the worship of God and, and loving your neighbor as you love yourself and meditation and listening to do as Jesus said we will do when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a, it's a spiritual time. It's a Pentecost time. A Pentecost. Time. You know what it means to be Pentecostal? It simply means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. All churches ought to be Pentecostal. Oh, you used to laugh at the Pentecostals, the uppity Methodists that we used to be. Hallelujah. But it is the fastest growing church in all the world today. It's a Pentecost time. The Lord says, I can watch you jump and yell and at everything else, and you can't jump, yell, and sing when the Spirit says sing, and jump when the Holy Ghost says jump. Oh, you got it backwards. You majoring in minors, beloved. Oh, help me up here, somebody. And Jesus said that with the power of the Holy Spirit, we will do greater things than he did. That's why people don't want to come to church no more. Ain't nothing happening in the church that they can't explain. Ooh. You see, something ought to be happening in the church today. Signs and wonders that the human mind can't explain. Hallelujah. I pray to God that I'll be so filled with the Holy Spirit that as a pastor, when I walk down the street, somebody will be healed. Oh, greater things we will do than Jesus did. Oh, hallelujah. Are you, are you getting ready? Are you getting ready? Are you getting ready? You, you know that things can't keep on going like they are. So, you, so you're getting excited about what God is doing.
morning because God is still in control. Yes, you are awake. And your new motto is, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. No excuses. Help me up in here, somebody. You're not too young. You're not too old. Whatever you're doing, Lord, don't do it without me. You know that one, that one day all the wars and all the killing and all the hatred, all the devil's mess will come to a stop. Jesus will appear in the clouds and he's going to take us with him to a place. A place where there's no more crying and no more dying and no more sickness, no more hurt, no more pain, no more tiredness, problem, no more problems, no more stress, no more prisons, no more criminals, no more fear, no more running around trying to make ends meet, no more sorrow. Oh, but in the meantime, meantime, you and I who are awake can live this life to its because awake Christians know this one thing. It is not about us. It's all about him. Therefore, pleasing God in all that we do, that's just what we do. Oh, yes, Jesus is coming back to get us. Uh, oh, yes, he is. But in the meantime, we have work to do, child of God. Child of God, wake up. Look around and say, wake up, everybody, wake up. Then, then, child of God, child of God, there are those Christians, they're Christians too, uh, but they sleep. They, they like the walking dead. Oh, please, in there, somebody. Yeah, they are, they're Christians. Christians who are asleep don't know that God is doing a new thing. They can't perceive it because they sleep. They sleep from way back yesterday. Ooh, Lord, they still want to talk about what used to be. Well, it ain't that way no more. <laughs> or what they used to do, well, you got to do a new thing today. You better wake up, wake up. Christians who are asleep are not interested in making disciples for Jesus Christ. No, they're more interested in their buildings. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord, but you didn't shut the buildings down. Oh, but they sleep, so they don't know. Uh-uh. They're more interested in the property and their possessions than they are in people. Oh. Christians who are asleep believe that they have done enough already to make the world better, so they're sitting at home and they're doing nothing. Uh, they are like good-for-nothing people to God. But to other people of the world, they are all right. Sleeping Christians think that God is playing. Sleeping Christians don't even believe in God. Really, they don't. They really don't. Because they're sleeping. You can't be asleep and be filled with the Holy Ghost. You do this thing. Sleeping Christians think that God is playing and that, and that he does not really mean what he says. As one Christian woman said to me with a tone of arrogance, she says, I do not like the God of the Old Testament. He don't care. He don't care. He God. All 
what we think about him, wake up. We better worry what God cares and thinks about us. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. I think she was sleepwalking. Hallelujah. Sleeping Christians don't believe anything that they can't see physically. Touch, explain, and control. The question is, beloved, check yourself. Are you a sleeping Christian? Jesus says, be awake in your waiting. And that means active waiting. Active waiting is living by faith because living by faith is making preparation for something. Preparation for Jesus is coming. So, so we're getting ready, we're getting ready, we're getting ready, we're getting ready. Now, 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 whether you know it or not, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Listen, when we truly understand that we are on this journey to get ready for our Lord's coming, then our whole perspective in life changes. When it's just clear to us that we should be living in a way that will assure us a ticket to heaven, then everything changes. We must stop the hate. Because love is the only ticket to heaven. I told some people one time, you can't hate me. I'm your ticket to heaven. Hallelujah. This world is not our home. We're just passing through, beloved. We're just trying to make heaven our home. All this African Black History Month. One thing that black people knew then and know today, that they heard of a city. Hallelujah. Can't get, can't get there on no cruise. <laughs> can't get there on no airplane. <laughs> God that fix you all those things ain't really working right now no more. Because I've heard of a city called heaven. And I'm going to make heaven my home. Are we preparing for external, eternal living? We are here on this earth to show God that we are able to love him and our neighbors and ourselves. We are here to obey God and to love what God loves and hate what God hates. You know, people in ages always talk about the church. I don't like the church. I don't even like the people in the church. You better get it right because God's coming back for his church. Now you can talk about it all you want to, but you better be a part of it. You better have your seat on a pew somewhere, virtually or in, in, in real time. Oh, let me tell you, you can talk about it all you want to because you think the church is a place for perfect people when actually the church is a hospital. It's a hospital for the sick. And all of us are sick. In one way or the other. We all need some healing. Some of us on the ICU, some of us in the cardiac unit, some of us on the psychiatric ward. I don't know, some of us, some of us is I. But we come to church for a healing, to be refreshed, because we know that the medicine we to get by is in God's church. Y'all ain't going around 
church? God loves the church. God said, on this rock, I will be on my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, I tell people all the time, yes, we all seek in the church, and we need to be saying every day, help me, God. I need you, Lord. Heal me, God. But this is the thing. The pastor. Now, the pastor ought to at least be an outpatient. Oh, somebody. Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Ah, heaven is a place of reward. God's not playing with us for the things that we have done to please God. I live to hear God say to me, well done. My good and faithful servant. You've been, you, you've been faithful over a few things, but girl, you know what? I'm finna make you ruler over much. Ah, we must be living the way he comes. He wants us before he comes back because God will have the final verdict about where we spend eternity. Don't get all caught up in something that's temporary, like the life we live in today. That's temporary. And that's the most important thing that we need to know. How, how many of us have been given orders, you know, when our parents are, are getting ready to leave the house? See, we forget that, that God is, is a father. So we forget that we are God's children. And we think we in charge of something. But God is still the father. He's the parent. You know how you know how you have even said it yourself, but you know you heard your mama or your daddy or your mama or your daddy say. Have you ever been told what better be done? When they get back. <laughs> oh, when I get back, or, or you you get back? <laughs> when we get back. Oh, the dishes better be washed and put up. When, when we get back, you better have taken your bath and put your pajamas on. I know that. When I get back, you better be in bed and asleep. And when we get back, we better not hear from the babysitter that she had any trouble out of you when we get back. And you know when you when your parent or your parents get home from wherever they went and, and you did just what they said, you were in good standing with them. And they are so proud of you being an obedient Jesus, my beloved, Jesus is telling us today that while he's away, sitting at the right hand of God, praying without ceasing for us, that we better be awake and busy about God's work. We better be awake. And I 
ain't talking about the little things we do around the church. God's work is deeper than that. God help me up in here, somebody. You know, some of us think we're going to work our way. You can't work your way. Oh, no. You, you can't work your way to heaven. <laughs> you got to be your way to heaven. Be. Be filled with the love of God. Be filled with the love of your neighbor. Be filled with the Holy Spirit because you can't get there without the Holy Ghost. Oh, I'm talking about being a Christian, not doing a Christian. Because when you are a Christian, you're going to do things anyway. But you can do things without being a Christian. Oh, good God, I'm tempted up in here, Lord. Child of God, child of God. Let me share my testimony. I got testimony. Oh, good God, I'm just, I'm just on such a high today in the Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesus, I thank you, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Last week, last week, I was busy taking a test. <laughs> oh, from God and my doctor. checkup because at my age she wants to see me every six months. So I went to get my blood drawn. I took my shingle shot. I went to take my mammogram and get my blood density test and I did that on last week. center in some pain, but I had this godly peace about the whole situation. Even when they took me back in the room with other women who were suffering with breast cancer, and the door had a pink, you know, little thing on it. Two and a half hours, I'm going, you know what, Lord? 
You know, I just had been just a little tired. But, but when I got home from all these, these tests, I had this surge of, of energy. So I put my gospel music on. I have a song. I've even sent it to some of you. God wants to heal you everywhere you hate. I, 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 put, I, put that, I put that on. I, and I prayed, Lord, my life is in your hands. You have your way. Whatever happens, I know that you had your way. You can do with me whatever you want. If this is cancer, I, I know that you'll keep me in perfect peace. If you want to call me home, I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready, Lord. And you know what? I, I washed my clothes and, and I put out the things I wanted to have with me if I had to go to the hospital, my little cute stuff and everything. And, and every now and then, just, just a little dread and doubt and fear would, would try to show up. But, but the peace. of God would always quickly overshadow any doubt or fear the peace of God. And I didn't even call my nurse doctor to tell her. I didn't call nobody in my family. Some people I'm real close to their family. I didn't call nobody. Not even to pray for me. You know why? Because it was clear to me. I could feel the Holy Spirit all over me. And I knew that this, beloved, was a test for me. This was my test before God. Now, dear, you can talk about how much you love him and all that and all that. You can talk about, but this is the day when God is testing your faith. Because talk is cheap. <laughs> you can say it, but not mean it. You can say it, but not experience it. Say, this is my test before God. And so I thought, God, you know what? I'm not a little apprehensive about how I'm going to die, but I'm not afraid to die, Lord. Because I do want to behold your face. We got to get a little attitude about dying. Lord, I want to be healed. Death is the perfect heal. Oh, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready. Then I thought, you know, Lord, I, I can only It's benign. It's benign. 
But, but we're going to keep our eye on it. We're going to get in JP every six months, but what is it? And you know what? I had no shame in uh, making a shout out to the Lord. <laughs> in the doctor's office. Oh. I had no shame to say out loud, glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, have your way. I love you. Have your way. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for a good doctor and thank you for yourself.
Jesus to come again. And now God bless you. God keep you. In the name.